Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Jesse Kelly here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, instinct may drive you to reach for lethal means immediately. But we all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of deadly force. Enter the Berna Less Lethal Pistol Launcher, equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo to incapacitate an attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states, requires no background checks, and can be shipped right to your door. Visit Berna.com slash Jesse now for an exclusive 10% discount. I know you're paying attention to global events. Wars bubbling up everywhere. Countries are buying and hoarding mass amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our heads in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Another hour of the Jesse Kelly Show. And we're going to make fun of Brian Stelter about 10 minutes from now. Get to some Ask Dr. Jesse questions. I do want to weigh in on the affidavit thing from today. You already know they had a hearing today. And what was this hearing about? Well, people weren't satisfied with the warrant. The warrant to raid Trump finally got released. And it was awful, to be honest, for the government. It was awful for the DOJ. It was so broad. It just looked like a big fishing expedition, which that's obviously what it was. So if the first explanation, which would have been the warrant, isn't good enough, people are going to start saying, okay, well, I need more. How did you justify giving them a general warrant? Remember, a general warrant is a blatant violation of your Fourth Amendment rights. The cops do not have the right. The FBI, local cops, no one has the right to show up at your door and say, I think you've committed some crime somewhere in there. I have I have a document here that lets me search around until I find one. They are not allowed to do that. That is a blatant violation against your rights. 
So it's a violation against Trump's rights, too. He has the same rights you do. People wanted more. So they said, okay, well, I would like to know how exactly did he justify handing out a general warrant like this? Today they have the hearing. And here's what they came up with. And it is just, it is remarkable to me to watch the system continue to destroy the people's faith in it with every action they take. There's never even a moment where they say, oh, okay, we got to earn your trust back. There's no moment. Because what they should have done today was, all right, hey, if you want justification, here it is. Here's the affidavit. Instead, this is what they did. Oh, absolutely. You know what? I agree. We should be open and transparent. We're going to release this affidavit. Uh, there'll be a bunch of redactions, though. They're going to release the affidavit, and they're going to black out virtually all of it or all the important parts of it, and they're going to tell you all those redacted parts are in the interest of national security. And you won't believe that. I won't believe that, of course. We'll all know that's a big cover-up. That's actually proof they're lying, but that's what they're going to do. That's what they're going to do. Guaranteed. All right. Let's get on here. Hi, Jesse. I really like your show. You said you were 6'8 and you were a Marine. How is it possible as the height limit is 6'6? Six, six? You might use my name. He said his name is Roger. It's actually a very good question, Roger. Um, there are little things about life. You know, you know the old saying, your dad, hopefully your dad told you this, life's unfair. I don't want to hear about fair. Well, I'm not going to complain about being tall. Right? Being tall is good. Right? Being tall is awesome. Every, look, every dude wants to be tall. Everyone knows that every dude wants to be tall. Well, within limits, I would say. With, within limits. You see, my dad's tall. 6'4", I think, 6'4". And no one else in his family or my mother's side of the family is that tall. So he was the, he was the tall guy, 6'4". And I was, as a kid, always tall. Always skinny as a rail. I wasn't always this Adonis you see now. Always skinny as a rail. Always tall. So I didn't have one growth spurt. My entire life was a growth spurt. That's just kind of how it was. Which is fine. Because good news, I eventually reached the age of 19... And I'm 6'5". Now, 6'4", 6'5", right about there is the perfect sweet spot. Perfect sweet spot. You're tall. You're not a circus freak. You can buy pants and Sears. All right? Wait, did the Sears go out of business, Chris? There are still Sears out there, right? Sears was awesome. Anyway, that's the perfect sweet spot. 6'4", 6'5". And then I graduate high school. Top two-thirds of my class, not to brag. And I go to college because, of course, like everyone else, that's what I'm, I've told my whole life. You got to go to college. You go to college. You got to get a college. You get a good job. And I go to Montana State University. It's in Bozeman, Montana. And my first semester, I got a 0.0 grade point average. In case you think I'm lying or fluffing that up for radio, I believe we still actually have it on the Jesse Kelly Show website, a copy of the 0.0 transcript. If not, remind me, Chris, I'll have him put it back up. I always thought it was hilarious. It is what it is. Uh, yeah, it was a really fun semester and a really, really, really stupid thing to do. A very stupid thing to do. I was just young, irresponsible, had a blast, but irresponsible. Second semester did marginally better, decided I wanted to be a better person than I was and serve my country and get tough and all those things. So I'm joining the Marines. Well, I go join the Marines and I sign up for the infantry. It was all I wanted to do. Ah, I want to be a Marines Marine, right? Infantry. My, my dad was extra mad about that, but that aside, 
I go down. You have to take a physical when you're joining. There's all kinds of different things you have to go through when you're joining. And apparently that's worse now where you have to get waivers for this or waivers for that. They're going to check your eyes and check your joints and check, check all these things. Well, all my stuff was fine. I mean, I'm kind of superhuman like that. All my stuff was fine, but I was one inch too tall, one inch. And actually, I want to push back on that. I don't think it was 6'6". Six, six. Maybe I'm remembering this wrong. I'm almost positive the top was 6'4 when I was joining. Now, I may have that wrong. I may have that wrong. But I went down, and I was an inch too tall. When you're joining the infantry, that's not the most popular MOS. That's not the most popular job you can do because it's the crappiest life. Right? Everyone, oh, I'm an aircraft mechanic. You know, if you go be an aircraft mechanic, back when I was in, those guys would complete their time in the Marines and go start making 75 grand a year in the private sector. That's big boy money, and you're already, it's already paid for, right? So there are all kinds of smarter, <laughs> smarter routes you can go, and no one wants to get shot at, and no one wants their job to be, you know, crap, that sleep miserable, be miserable, but some, some idiots do, like me, and that was me, and I wanted to be, but they always have a hard time filling those infantry jobs. So they'll take guys. Now, I don't know if this has changed, so I'm only speaking from when I was. Some guys, there's some dirty recruiting tactics out there. Some guys will join. I think it was called general contract, which means when you graduate boot camp, they'll find a place for you wherever there's a need. Don't ever do that, young young men and women. Don't ever do that. In the Marines, if you sign up general contract, you might as well just sign up for the infantry because that's where you're, they're putting you, pal. <laughs> All right. Anyway, that was a long way of saying they're always short on infantrymen. So I show up for my physical to get, you know, everything poked and prodded and make sure I'm good to go. And I good to go, except for I'm one inch too tall. But I'm also joining the infantry. The doc looks at me, gives me a kind of wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I slouch my shoulders a little bit on the scale, take an inch off. He says, you're good to go. Boom, you join. I joined three-inch growth spurt the first year at the age of 19. At the age of 19, from 6'5 to 6'8 in one year. But once you're in, they don't kick you out. You know, It's not like they continually measure you. Well, let, he's too tall now. Let's kick him out. No, no, no. Once, once you're in, you're in. That's why if you ever see any pictures of me from Iraq, I don't post a bunch of that stuff out there, but if you ever see any pictures of me in Iraq, you'll see me in desert camis, uh, desert camouflage, tan, tan camouflage. It looks like I'm wearing my dad's uniform. Because they don't make Marine Corps uniforms for 6'8 and slim. They, all they had to offer me was, I think it was, if I remember right, it was like quadruple XL. So it's just hanging off me. It's just one big bag hanging off my body. It's freaking terrible. <laughs> oh, speaking of the system deciding you're an enemy of the state, you know who Michael Hayden is? Michael Hayden was a four-star general in the Air Force, but still a four-star general. And he was formerly the director of the CIA. That is the spy chief of the largest, most powerful intelligence network on the planet. Somebody wrote this. This is some journalist. Edward Luce is his name, or Lucy, don't worry about it. He says, I've covered extremism and violent ideologies all over the world over my career. I have never come across a political force more nihilistic, dangerous, and contemptible than today's Republicans. Nothing close. 
the former CIA director said, I agree. Just so you understand, this human being spent years of his life authorizing and supervising the death of radical jihadis around the world. And he sits down and he thinks the enemy is you. Are you starting to understand what they're doing? Turning you into an enemy of the state. All right. We have new news about monkeypox. It's real shocker. Speaking of monkeypox, we have Brian Stelter news. We also have asked Dr. Jesse questions. Did the mob kill JFK? But first you have to go buy some food because I want you to do a mental exercise right now or physical if you're home. I want you to go to your pantry and I want you to look. And you don't have to be honest with me. I want you to be honest with yourself. Can your family, everyone who lives in your home, can they survive for three months off of what you have in there right now? I know what the answer is and so do you. You need an emergency three-month food kit. And I'll tell you what, when you get it, I don't even want you to put it in your pantry because I don't want you to be tempted by your My Patriot Supply stuff. Go stash it in your garage. Go stash it somewhere. But have it. Never touch it because you never know. Go to preparewithjessikelly.com. That'll give you $250 off a three-pack. Preparewithjessikelly.com. Get your emergency three-month food supply, one for everyone in your home. Prepare with jessekelly.com. Miss something? There's a podcast. Get it on demand wherever podcasts are found. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Thursday. Don't forget, you can email the show your love, your hate, your death threats. Everything is welcome. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. I do have a little update from journalist Jesse. It's journalist Jesse. There's just no one better. We love Jesse. He's the best. Jesse, please kiss my baby. Jesse, 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 Jesse. On the whole presidential run of 2024, Gavin Newsom has done everything but declare at this point in time. How do I know? Gavin Newsom is now posting videos on Donald Trump's social media network. Trump started some social media network called True Social. Maybe you're on there. That's fine. Gavin Newsom, this is the video he put up on there. Hey, everybody. It's Governor Gavin Newsom here once again with all of you seeking one thing. We all have this in common. That's the truth. And the truth is, every single night we turn on the TV, you see some of these freedom-loving governors, Florida, Texas, and elsewhere, railing against vaccine mandates, particularly COVID vaccine mandates. But the truth is, every single one of them, led by Ron in Florida, are mandating vaccines for your kids in their states. You can't get into public schools in Florida without seven mandated vaccines. So my question to all of you, is that hypocrisy or is that just fraud? That's a man running for president. Very clearly running for president. And you know, I have stated a thousand times, I believe the next Democrat nominee for president will be Eric Adams, mayor of New York City. 
The most pushback I get is people telling me, no, Jesse, it's going to be Gavin Newsom, and I can't tell you you're wrong. Because remember, California is loaded with money. Gavin Newsom, do you have any idea what kind of a donor network Gavin Newsom must have? Chris, do me a favor while I'm talking. Look up how much money Gavin Newsom raised during his last gubernatorial campaign because I'm curious about it. I will tell you this. I ran for Congress, as you know, in Arizona. Lost twice, but I ran for Congress. To run for Congress in my district, it would cost you one to three million dollars. That's about what you had to raise there. But your donor networks increase as the size of your district increases and as the wealth of your state decreases. States like Mississippi, they don't have that much money, so it still costs a lot of money, but not as much as Gavin Newsom. How much, Chris? That's a lie. That's a lie. The, find out how much he raised with super PACs and everything else. It'll be, I bet you it cost him, I bet you it cost him $50 million to run for governor of California. I bet you it did. Chris found the word, the number five. There's no way that's true. He had to have raised a lot more or else it was all private PAC money. What I'm trying to get across there, even though that didn't, that didn't help, <laughs> what I'm trying to get across is this is a human being that is not only, and I know you hate him, I hate him. Remember, Remember, we're adults. Let's not be children. Charisma and like are two different things. You can acknowledge Barack Obama has a tons of charisma without, while also hating his guts. You could acknowledge Donald Trump has loads of charisma. I mean, I like him, but maybe you hate his guts. That's fine. Gavin Newsom has charisma. Good-looking dude. Sounds, I mean, even sounds, just set aside your biases because we're not, remember, he's never going to campaign to you. That's hard for us to accept because you're the guy who actually knows. You're the lady who actually knows what's going on in politics. You pay attention. There, he's never going to campaign to you. You know who Gavin Newsom's going to campaign to? The wine mom who lives across the street. Her only news consumption is all 20 minutes of the view during the day. Now, let me ask you. This good-looking guy comes on TV and sounds like this. Do you think this might sway... Wine mom. Hey, everybody. It's Governor Gavin Newsom here once again with all of you seeking one thing. We all have this in common. That's the truth. And the truth is every single night we turn on the TV, you see some of these freedom loving governors, Florida, Texas and elsewhere railing against vaccine mandates, particularly COVID vaccine mandates. But the truth is every single one of them led by Ron in Florida are mandating vaccines for your kids in their states. You can't get into public schools in Florida without seven mandated vaccines. So my question to all of you, is that hypocrisy or is that just fraud? What do you think wine mom thinks of that? Be honest with yourself. I know everything you're screaming at the radio right now. It's all the stuff I'm screaming. The COVID thing isn't even a vaccine. It would say, look, everything you're screaming right now is right. I, I, I know. I know. Don't yell at me. Don't shoot the messenger. We have to get out of our bubble. You tell me. What's wine mom think? Wine mom think he, he looks so nice. And you know, you know, Meredith, he's right about the vaccines. Hey, Aiden, Aiden, put that down. Oh, I'm just kidding, honey. I love you. I'd never discipline you. Anyway, he seems nice, right? You know I'm right. We've never heard your take on the JFK assassination. 
Knowing the history of some mob figures that the Kennedys, especially Bobby, used and then went after, I would think Giancana and Traficante certainly had motive and means to do it. Oh, we have a new listener. You know, sometimes I forget we we are growing. And so, we, oh, Chris said fifty million is what Newsom raised. I I knew it. I knew that's gargantuan. Think about that donor base he has. Anyway. I forget sometimes that we have new listeners all the time and that the show is growing really fast. And so I forget that I need to repeat some of my thoughts on things. JFK assassination. This is one of those things. Everyone has a theory. You know, obviously, that I geek out on mafia stuff. I, it's, not, it's more than just watching Goodfellas. I love reading the books. I've read the Bonanno books. I've, I've, I love reading the books about it. In fi- Shut up, Chris. It's better than your books on tape. You're the nerd. Anyway, I like reading about it. One of the things I find so incredibly fascinating is how when you bring up the mob having a hand in killing Kennedy, people will say that's a conspiracy theory or, oh, that's crazy. People do understand how much absurd evidence there is to point to the fact the mob at least had something to do with it, right? And you do understand how much history there is here and possibly even a CIA connection, although I can't speak for that. I haven't. Uh, there are lots of people who will say there's a CIA connection. I believe that could absolutely be true. I don't know about all that, but I do know this. There is a mountain of evidence, including multiple books I've read, that describe what the mob did and why the mob did what it did in order to take John F. Kennedy out. If you'd like to take a little walk down memory lane, maybe a little history with me, I think we should do that. Next. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. 
If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. I keep hearing that a lot of people are still on the fence about owning gold and silver. Have we already forgotten about the bank closures, inflation, global instability, World War III that sadly may be coming? Look, precious metals, you need them for various reasons. You want tangible currency on hand, a portfolio diversification strategy. It's a hedge against inflation. You need value, stored value that stands the test of time. I know you're paying attention to global events. Wars bubbling up everywhere. Countries are buying and hoarding mass amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our heads in the sand either. The Oxford Gold Group are the pros. They make owning gold and silver easy and simple. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes and their families since 9-11. Hero first responders and service members who serve our communities and our country. Those who die in the line of duty or are catastrophically injured. Veterans who fought for our nation's freedoms only to return home, fall on tough times, and become homeless. Heroes like Buffalo, New York firefighter Jason Arno and his family. Arno was killed while protecting his community, battling a warehouse fire. He left behind his wife and a young daughter. In their darkest hour, Tunnel to Towers provided Arno's wife and daughter with a mortgage-free home. The foundation lifted a financial burden, enabling them to stay in the home where they made memories with their hero. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. Support the families of America's greatest heroes, the families of fallen first responders like Jason Arno, plus Gold Star families with young children, catastrophically injured service members, and homeless veterans. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. And remember, if you miss any part of the show, you can catch the whole thing on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. On iTunes, leave a five-star rating once you subscribe and then leave a review talking about how handsome I am. Quit shaking your head, Chris. You know what you need, Chris? I know what you need. And and do you support a no-fly zone in Ukraine? I I support everything that has to do with punishing Vladimir Putin and helping the Ukrainians. Wouldn't that mean direct conventional warfare with Russia? I don't know what it will mean, but you know freedom is not free. So you don't know what a no-fly zone will mean? If you you have to shoot down Russian planes, I mean... Of course! So conventional war with Russia. Listen, thank you. Those are the people who lead our nation. Those are the people who lead our nation. All right. All right. All right. You know what? Quickly, before we get into history, I think we should check in with the man who really has been such a helpful guide for our country during all this COVID insanity. So what we need to do is we need to get people to appreciate the importance of not only getting vaccinated, but by keeping their boosters up to date because... No, I don't think I'll be doing any of that. Thank you. (laughs) All right. All right. In case you missed it, it's an Ask Dr. Jesse Thursday. 
And someone asked about the JFK assassination. So we're going to do a little, a little brief little American history thing here. We're going to loop in the CIA a little bit, but I'm not going to include that as part of it because I, I don't know. The mafia thing, I think I know. All the way back to the Bay of Pigs. Remember this. Bay of Pigs. Communist Cuba. Fidel Castro takes over Cuba. Originally, he's kind of his own man as the communist guy who runs Cuba. Fidel Castro pretty quickly figures out he's going to get swallowed up if he doesn't get help. The Soviet Union. There's a lot of things that go into it. But America, we did not want Fidel Castro, the communist, to run Cuba. Cuba, prior to Castro, always remember this, prior to Castro, Cuba was a mecca for Americans. It wasn't only big boy money with the sugar. that We had huge American corporations down there. But it was tourism heaven from what I understand now this is before I was born but it was the mob had all kinds of casinos and hotels down there and it was just huge business and I guess a paradise apparently it's just beautiful down there I don't obviously don't know I've never been but apparently it's just beautiful then that scumbag Castro takes over America wants to do something about it so we take a bunch of Cuban refugees in America And the Central Intelligence Agency begins training them to go down and fight back. We'll we'll land them there and we'll support them with air power and things like that. And they'll take back Cuba from Castro. And there were a ton of business interests who wanted that to happen. A ton of mob interests that wanted that to happen. The mob actually worked with the CIA to help run the guns and things down there they needed. Remember this about the Central Intelligence Agency and the spy thing? We like to picture them as kind of being, I don't know, an all-encompassing thing. I guess this is the way I mean it. If the CIA wants wants to arm some guerrillas down there, they should just throw a bunch of CIA weapons on a CIA plane and then fly it down there and drop it off. It's more about using what's already out there for your advantage, manipulating, paying for, and using it. It's more about paymaster, paymastering than spy mastering. Either way, the mob had access to weapons, was more than willing to help the CIA take back Cuba because the mob had just lost a fortune when they lost their gambling money from Cuba. The mob was making so much money there. Now... That brings us to Kennedy. Kennedy, after the Bay of Pigs, the failed invasion in the Bay of Pigs, Kennedy famously said, you know how I come on the radio all the time and say, break the FBI into a thousand pieces and scatter it to the winds? That's me ripping off JFK's line. He supposedly, there's no confirmation of this, he supposedly said that about the CIA after the Bay of Pigs. He felt like he had been severely wronged by America's intelligence agency, and he ended up looking like an idiot, and he wanted the CIA to go away. Okay? Now, that's one part of it. Here's another part of it as we walk through American history. The mafia was obviously very, very powerful back in the day. Much more powerful than now. I know we like to geek out and talk about mob stories at ga- secret gambling parlors, and, and I know they still exist, and, and unions, and running drugs, and things like that. But I think people really do underestimate how incredibly powerful they were. They had their fingers in everything back in the day. Just 
everything. It was this huge secret organization. And they could provide you things. Jack Kennedy, Kennedy Sr., JFK's father. He was not only notoriously wired in with the government. Remember, he was FDR's ambassador at one point in time. He was also crooked as the day is long. During Prohibition, JFK's father actually ran illegal booze, aided in the running of illegal booze into the United States of America. This is not internet conspiracy theory stuff. This is just open up history book stuff. So you still with me? JFK needed to get elected president, but JFK had a big problem. JFK was a Catholic. Now, maybe you're saying, uh, so what? And that's what I would say. It's not like that would be a big hangup. If you're old enough, you will remember there was a real anti-Catholic bias in the United States of America. America was heavily Protestant. And, you know, Protestants and Catholics haven't always gotten along well. That JFK was a Catholic was going to be a problem for him, and they didn't know if he could win elections. Now, what do we know? What do we know is this. Sam Giancana was the mob boss who ran Chicago. The outfit, whatever the syndicate, whatever you want to call it, the mob family that runs Chicago, Sam Giancana was the man who ran it. This is how the story goes. Now, this is not my story. I've read this in multiple mob books by different mob guys who wrote books. JFK's dad sat down with the mob, especially in Chicago, and told them, hey, I need help. Can you help get my son elected? We need you to rally up some votes, scarf up some votes for us, union votes and whatnot. We really need him to get elected. Supposedly, Giancana said, sure, we can do that. And there was the understanding that if you do that, JFK, that we're going to back off the federal government's relatively newfound interest in organized crime. The feds were just starting to get public with all this stuff and public trials and public hearings. And okay, so there is a mob and things like that. And it was just starting to go public. Remember, I swear this is a political show. I'm geeking out on history. So you're just going to have to hang with me. That was supposedly the deal that was cut. And suppose, and supposedly They agreed. Everyone agreed to it. That beeping you're hearing right now is because we just lost power and I'm now doing the show in the dark. But don't worry. I'm very similar to Batman and that I was basically, I was born in the dark, okay? I was bred from it, all right? Maybe if it was pure talk providing the power to this to this building instead of whatever sorry power company we have, maybe we wouldn't have lost it because pure talk has the most reliable 5G network out there and they'll save families a fortune. Average family saves over $900 a year. So tell your communist cell phone company like Verizon and AT&T and T-Mobile to go pound sand and switch your service to Pure Talk because it takes less than 10 minutes and Pure Talk actually loves the country. A patriotic company. Dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly. You know they have American customer service. American customer service. Pound 250. Say Jesse Kelly. Switch to Pure Talk. Can you imagine actually feeling good about where you send your cell money? Go now. 
What, Chris? We can make jokes. It's fine. You got that right. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and it is a Thursday night, and we are having a blast on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Well, I know it's Thursday, but it's kind of an Ask Dr. Jesse Thursday because I'm gone about it's complicated, okay? It's complicated. Yeah, we'll make fun of Brian Stelter in just a couple minutes. Update on monkeypox and why you never should have trusted Elon Musk anyway. But first, let's do this. Let's finish our story on J- JFK and the assassination. Again, the beeping you just heard is because we once again lost power here in the building and I'm doing the show from the dark. You know what? I'm more comfortable doing it from the... What, Chris? I'm more comfortable doing it from the dark like this because it makes me feel even more like a shadow. You know how I feel like... You know I'm basically a 6'8 chameleon? Now I feel like I blend in. All right, back to the story. So that was the story of how JFK got elected. Gets with the mob. His dad gets with the mob. Hey, help my son get elected. I'll work out in the end, so on and so forth. Well, they do. Supposedly, they did help him get elected. Sam Giancana complained that he got him elected, and he complained because JFK promptly puts his brother, Bobby Kennedy, in place. AG. And Bobby Kennedy, for I don't know what reason. It's not like they don't deserve it. I'm not saying that, but Bobby Kennedy promptly declares war on the mafia in America. Just six his Justice Department on the mob. Now, what happened from there? Well, you can go read a Bonanno book. You can go read the book, I Heard You Paint Houses. There are so many things out there, but here's the last thing I'll say about the mob involvement in the murder of JFK. Um, Sam, or, or Santo Traficante, supposedly has been caught on tape talking about it. Sam Giancana, remember the Chicago mob boss, He eventually died. He died when he was cooking sausages, if memory serves me, in his house. He was shot in the back of the head, meaning he knew very well who he allowed in the home, who shot him in the back of the head. And Sam Giancana was about to be forced to give testimony of some kind. And finally, I'll wrap it up with this. Lee Harvey Oswald, the psychopath who pulled the trigger, How did Lee Harvey Oswald die? Well, you already know. Lee Harvey Oswald died because he was gunned down in broad daylight on camera by a man named Jack Ruby. Hmm. Jack Ruby. Jack Ruby. He was a strip club owner in Dallas. Mafia-tied strip clubs. That's one. But maybe it would help if we expanded a little bit. Jack Ruby's real name was Jack Rabinsky, originally from the Chicago area, a famous enforcer with the Jewish mob. I think we all know what actually happened here, no? All right. Now, I think I think it would only be appropriate if we're going to discuss Brian Stelter to first discuss testosterone levels. Because remember, testosterone levels are half of what they were 50 years ago in this country. Half. That's absurd. Chalk, they're not big pharma. They're not selling you injections. 
They're not trying to give you a blood clot. They're selling all natural herbal supplements. What if you could take natural supplements and raise your testosterone level by 20% in 90 days? How's that sound, fellas? Go buy a male vitality stack from Chalk. Ladies, you want to sleep better, feel better, more energy, don't we all? How about a female vitality stack from Chalk? Go to choq.com. The promo code JESSE gets you 35% off the entire store. Chalk.com promo code JESSE. Now, there wasn't a ton of big news today, but one of the stories was Brian Stelter, who we've all made fun of endlessly at CNN. Brian Stelter is departing CNN because his show canceled reliable sources, his Sunday show. And just so you understand, in the media business, the biggest shows, like the biggest, most profitable shows, they're the shows you see every weeknight at prime time, right? So uh, Rachel Maddow, that's how you know it's a big, profitable show, even though there's been a bunch of shakeup there. Every night at prime time, she's on Tucker Carlson, Sean Hannity. Those are big prime time shows that are on Monday through Friday. More shows means more time for advertising. More advertising means more dollars. So those are the biggest shows. However, the Sunday shows, if you have a big Sunday show, that can also be a real, a fairly big show for a network. It's not going to be as big as the weeknight shows, but the Sunday shows, there's something about America where we, the tradition is you go, you wake up on Sunday, maybe go out to breakfast, go to church, do so on and so forth, but you come home and you relax on Sunday and political people will turn on Sunday shows. Brian had a Sunday show. Brian is now out of a job. Why is Brian Stelter out of a job? Why? You're probably tempted to say it's because he's a left winger. He's a communist. He's been running cover for Democrats. He's anti-Trump. None of those things are true. None of those things are true. Remember this, the media business, radio, TV. Remember, I have a TV show every night on the first, 9 p.m. Eastern time. Radio, TV, anything in media. It's the business of interesting. And you can argue very fairly that's the problem with it because they're not trying to bring you facts, really. They're just trying to be wild and get your eyeballs but it is the interesting business. Now, we do the best we can here to blend those things on the Jesse Kelly show. In my TV show, I'm right. But in the end, I'm not naive. You have a radio dial sitting right beside you with a whole lot of channels on it. You got all kinds of options. Or maybe you listen to the podcast. Remember, iHeart, Google, Spotify, iTunes. How many frigging podcasts are there now? They're endless. And it's not just conservative talk shows. I mean, they have history shows and they have mystery shows. And wow, that rhymed. And I didn't even mean for that to happen. That was really amazing. They have the the music. You have options. I have a requirement to be interesting. That's my requirement. I could probably, now I'm allowed to be honest and be as right wing as I am. And Premier lets me say whatever I want. So that's a good thing. But I could probably get away with being a very moderate, very reasonable moderate. I'm a compassionate conservative and all that lameness. I could probably get away with that if I was interesting enough. I don't know whether or not I am. (laughs) But if I was, I could probably get away with that. Brian Stelter's show is canceled. It's not because he's an idiot. 
or a hack or a communist or any of those other things. But all those things are true. Brian Stelter is canceled because Brian Stelter is boring. And that is the one thing you cannot be is boring. Because when you sit down on Sunday, you got nothing but options on the TV dial. What? Even as a, even if you're a left winger, and I know we have left wingers who hate listening to the show, and that's fine. You're obviously welcome to. If you're a left winger and you sit down on Sunday, why would you turn on Brian Stelter versus any of the other options you have? You wouldn't. It wouldn't make sense. So because of that, Brian Stelter is gone. It's an interesting business. Uh, look, we talk about uh, Rush, obviously, the greatest of all time. The most amazing thing about Rush wasn't that he was great. The most amazing thing about Rush was that he was great for that long. You know how hard it is to be interesting for that long, especially when you at some point in time are filthy rich and can do whatever you want whenever you want. You know how difficult it is to still be interesting and entertaining and in touch with normal working people. That's that's very difficult and it's something very few people have pulled off. That He doesn't get enough credit for longevity. His longevity of being interesting was amazing. All right. Somebody's worried about the FBI. Will they kill somebody? Maybe even someone important? Hang on. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.